Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 190th episode of the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. I'm here with everybody this week. We got Lucas, Jared, Bart, Wyatt is back, um, in all caps, and Aiden. I am I am your host today. Um, and as per usual, we're going to start out with some news we missed, stuff that we're not going to talk about in depth, uh, but we're going to going to briefly discuss. We'll start with some soccer news, as we all know. We are, you know, primarily a soccer podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. In women's World Cup news, the U.S. beat Vietnam. Was it three nothing? Two nothing? I think it was three nothing. Three nothing. Um, they're currently locked in a, a tight matchup with the Netherlands as we speak. Yeah, right? we're not going to spoil it. We all know what happens. We all know what's going to happen. Yeah, so, <laughs> there's definitely not 20 minutes currently left yeah, in the exactly. game right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you, you get your live game soccer news from our, our podcast. Um, but uh-huh. anyway, moving on to uh, men's soccer, we got. Messi, of course, converted the winning free kick in his Inter-Miami debut. Um, In his second match, he scored two goals in the first, what, like 30 minutes or something? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then assisted on two more. (laughs) But again, nobody watched it because it's on Apple TV. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is just hearsay. Like, someone someone said that. (laughs) Someone said that. It's like like reading the newspapers the the next morning. Like, oh, Messi did that. Okay. I feel like it's really a missed opportunity for Apple. Like I know Jared, you texted the group chat that it's good for MLS fans, like the, like the hardcore MLS fans like Who? it because yeah. every, ever <laughs> listen, all the all the games are in the we same just, platform. But like MLS I'm never gonna watch tuned out right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's like I I want to watch some of these games, but I'm not gonna subscribe mm-hmm. to Apple TV Plus. Yeah, so it's it an interesting that? it's an interesting strategy where. Um, I was looking at a couple Reddit boards just to see how people what people thought of like this Apple TV MLS season yeah. pass deal. And most actually love it. They're like, "Yeah, I get to watch soccer all the time. Like I get to watch my team all the time now and I don't need multiple programs to do it because you can yeah. just get all MLS games." So it's good for the hardcore fans, but like kind of like an FU to the casual fans, basically. Yeah. So Which you can I, watch I don't know, it's an interesting strategy. Yeah. Yeah, you can watch any MLS match on uh, Apple TV just with a normal Apple TV Plus subscription. N- no, um, you, need ad, ML- but, you need to get MLS season pass, which is like twenty bucks a month or something. Like oh, okay. That. Oh. Yeah, but it's through Apple okay. TV. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It really is already though, just making a mockery of the MLS. So we'll see if this <laughs> yeah. continues. Or not. It's running circles mm-hmm. around them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, playing with the kids now, um, but anyway. <laughs> Speaking of not the MLS, the second biggest soccer league in the world, the Saudi league, um, Mbappe was offered seven hundred million or seven hundred million plus just to play next year for Al Halal, um, a Saudi team, plus a three hundred million dollar transfer fee that would have been paid to PSG. Um, he turned it down apparently, but wild. Apparently, he has a, an offer in place with Real Madrid, is what people say, and that like. Yeah. growing up was like his team so mm. you know he can always make a lot of money later but like i think he's like i want to play for my boyhood favorite team yeah. growing up sort of yeah. thing so yeah. 
doesn't want to move but that's to Saudi a lot of Arabia. Money. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Seven hundred million dollars is like. Yeah. I don't. What do you even do with that in one year? <laughs> right. That's know. the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it honestly, it's just like hard to fathom. It's one of those things that I always like. If I were an athlete, what's the difference between seven hundred million and like? 300 million or 200 million for guys like this i guess there is i mean they always take the the biggest offer i mean why wouldn't they but it's just like what are, what are you gonna do with it i just i don't understand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, capitalism fun um okay <laughs> moving on to the nfl <laughs> uh moving on to the nfl um we got some some running back drama over the past week or so saquon had his holdout he eventually did sign um, a one-year deal with the Giants for eleven million. Is that true? Hold out somewhere thereabouts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said unsuccessful or successful? Successful. successful. Job, yeah, certainly for well the Giants. Done. Yeah, certainly for the Giants. And Giants you know, Saquon excited. got what he wanted, right? So, or yeah. some uh, apparently, yeah. The Giants but, got um, a great summer of contracts. Just to yeah. be uh, extending Dexter they Lawrence, uh, extending Andrew Thomas today. Which mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily breaking the bank. Saquon coming back in eleven million. million. Mm-hmm. Um, even the Daniel Jones quarterback, at a glance, looks bad, but it's not. They're not hamstrung for more than two years, mm. so I feel like this this summer has been pretty good for them. Mm. Can they cut him after two years, Daniel Jones? Not saying. Um, yeah, well, I mean, they could cut him this next year, I think, for like a twenty million dollar hit, and then after that, he's mm. they're, they're free. And so yeah, that's actually not that bad, um, but. But yeah, and in other running back, related running back news, running backs around the, the league had a Zoom meeting about the state of the position because a lot of them are, are not being paid like they like they used to be paid. Wyatt, do you have other thoughts on this? It's just, there's no way that that's a, like a real feasible strategy because I just feel like if they don't play, and, and this is a thing with the NFL when it comes to holdouts and negotiations, is that like Austin Eckler might want $14 million a year or whatever it is. But the guy who is the seventh run running back who's making $700,000 or less can't afford to sit out. Like Saquon Barkley can be like, I, I don't want to play because he's already banked 30 something million dollars in his entire NFL career. Mm-hmm. And his backup hasn't. So if Saquon wants to sit out, the Giants can be like, whatever. Same with Austin mm-hmm. Eckler, same with any of them. Even if they want to fake or uh, over exaggerate these these injuries that they have it doesn't make any sense and i'm 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 of the belief that paying a running back does not set your team back exponentially like or 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 you make it impossible for for you to win but in this case for like austin eckler and josh jacobs and saquon barkley like if they were free agents is there any guarantee that they would have gotten that money because it didn't seem like that was the case this year that any of them were going to get more than their the ten million dollars that they were that they're yeah. offered basically on the franchise tag, so I just don't yeah. think there's anything that they actually can do. Um, and although maybe you can feel bad for the person, I just think that that's just the way it goes. Yeah, yeah it just yeah. feels like the market running backs are less valuable. Their value is going to go down, and there's I don't like. What are they going to do about that? The franchise tag is all about, like, that's calculated based on salaries for that position, right? Right. So, like, it's, right. I don't know, it's, like, I, I saw some complaints about, or 
one of their ideas was to make the franchise tag like not tied to position or something like that mm-hmm. but i don't know it doesn't like i feel like it kind of makes sense in, in its current form yeah i mean but like, even... who else benefits from that <laughs> yeah yeah <Nobody> exactly <laughs> drags everybody else down yeah um and even if they were to have a different different part of the CBA where they become free agents sooner mm-hmm. or whatever, they can hit free agency or the franchise tag got give them more money. I think teams would just find ways to not keep them still. Like mm-hmm. if they if they hit the market after three year, three years, they'll just draft another guy. Or mm-hmm. if the franchise tag now they're being paid twenty five million dollars, those let them go to free agency and then those players mm-hmm. still won't see that money. So I don't I don't understand what mm-hmm. they think can be accomplished here. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting too. The franchise tag in 2017 was 12 million. Now it's uh, for a running back, and now it's 10 million. They might be the only position group. I'm looking at spot rack right now. They might be yeah. the only position group that's gone down. Yeah, it's interesting. Wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny in real time to see that going down. I feel like you never see salaries go down. Right, like over time. Mm-hmm. So to see it for a specific. But position. Nick Wright on yeah. first things first had, the, had a really good analogy that mm-hmm. in the NBA it was they there were these backup centers that would just go out there and play ten minutes, and just because you were seven foot, you can go out there and play, and you foul for ten minutes or whatever. And then now <laughs> you go out there and you're a wing defender, and the wings are now the new age because people are shooting more, the three points more important. And that's just the way like the NFL has gone in the same regard that the number three wide receiver is more valuable to a team than um, a running back would. Because teams clearly have no problem paying guys like um, Cole Beasley, like $9 million a year, you know, or more. (laughs) Like Hunter Renfro, I think, is is a pretty lucrative contract if you you were to check right now. That, like, that's just where where the game is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just the evolution of the sport. Like, yeah, I saw, I saw something similar that was talking about, like, fullbacks. Like, people don't pay fullbacks or use fullbacks anymore. Mm. Like, that's just what happened with the sport. And that's right. that's okay. Yep. Not that running backs aren't going to be used, but it's it's okay for something to be kind of devalued and other things mm. valued just because of what the game kind of um, rewards. Right. Mm-hmm. But, okay, moving on to other NFL news. We got DeAndre Hopkins to the Titans. Correct. I don't have numbers on, on the deal. Um, I wasn't looped in that much on it. Uh, but anyone think this moves the needle for the Titans? Uh, about well, as much as I thought. Big year. <laughs> yeah, about <laughs> as much as I thought the uh, Julio Jones signing yeah. moved the needle, which was not yes. at all. Two years, twenty-six okay. mil. Yeah, it did feel kind of like a deja vu moment, where it's like, mm-hmm. like kind of old veteran star receiver signing with the Titans. Um, I don't Why? even know if this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it's just like, oh God, I love the ti- I, I I like Mike Vabrol, but they're like becoming the Saints all over again. Where it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. what is the thought process behind this? And not that they shouldn't try to be good, right now. It's mm-hmm. that they had a really good wide receiver already. We're not gonna pay him. They trade him away for a first round pick. They draft Traylon Burks, and then now they're like chasing AJ Brown again, and they just end up paying a guy that they could have paid AJ Brown that type of money. So I don't understand what could possibly be the logic 
unless you're like, well, two is better than one. In fact, neither of them are better than AJ Brown at all. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I just. No. It was I all hate very to say it. I hate to put that that curse on. Use such a derogatory t- term and like <laughs> saying they're the Saints, but. Um, <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's low. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and our, our last NFL news, and yeah, I'm not sure this actually warrants a mention, but this just in, Cole Komet got a $50 million deal, four years, correct? Yeah. Um, mm. so. Go so, Irish. Exactly. More Domers. per year than Domers so got to support Domers. <laughs> <laughs> also, Justin, probably Justin Herbert. We didn't mention that either. Oh, shit. Justin Herbert becoming the highest <laughs> paid quarterback. That's a big one, yeah. <laughs> I'm not convinced Justin Herbert is that good of a quarterback. <laughs> that's my, that's think, my hot I take. I think he is. I don't. Yeah, he's I think not, he I, is too. But Lucas, I see your argument. I, you know. Yeah, I think <laughs> he is. I think he's the most overrated player on the NFL. Did you see the stat? <sighs> it was like he he's had like the most. <laughs> his teams have had the most offensive points in his first three seasons as a quarterback of any quarterback ever. And his defense has given up the most points of any defense in a quarterback's first three seasons ever. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying, Lucas, is <laughs> get back to me when he has an actual good defense for once. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. A good quarterback would strap up the straps and protect the deep ball. <laughs> exactly. Get, get into your middle third. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Tighten up the straps. Be deeper he than the deepest be, man. He needs to be like Otani for the, yeah, exactly. uh, the Chargers. We're playing cover we'll two, Justin. Get out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of big contracts, we're moving over to the NBA. Jalen Brown got $305 million for five years, we're saying, which is the largest contract in NBA history. We all knew it was going to be Jalen Brown who was going to, you know, yeah. break the... Set the standard. <laughs> break the record. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. It should have been Jalen Brown. You know? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Out of any guy in the league. Mm-hmm. It's him. Uh, but yeah, moving over to baseball. He was already mentioned. It's hard to, I don't know, go anywhere without talking about Otani, but apparently he's off the trade block, so... So happy for Angels fans out there. They're another, I don't know, Apparently, 50, 60 games <laughs> watching Otani. They're, they're gearing up for a postseason run, is what the article I said. Like, oh Aren't we all? Like, what, what is this? How far back are they? Haven't... Um, that's what I literally was Googling that as we spoke. Oh, good, good question. Uh, I feel like they were doing okay after the All-Star break. They're six and a half out of the division, and they oh. are... Which isn't awful. Um, and out of the wild card, give me one second. Four games oh, back. Four games I think back. they're yeah. like six, it looks like. I'm just looking on. On on MLB.com, they are four. They're back. four. Oh, there's three wild. Okay, yeah. Never mind. I, I forget how how playoffs work yeah these days. i haven't i haven't <laughs> watched baseball enough i didn't realize there were three wild card teams either shoot yeah they started last they started last year it's the it's the old nfl playoff format mm. with um is oh two buys so two, is that two it buys. okay yeah. Yeah. is the wild card game a single elimination still no they have like a wild card round now it's a three game series that's all yeah all three games yeah. are at the home team's okay. field i remember this now <laughs> baseball's changing so exactly. <laughs> Stop it. It shouldn't be expand beyond this because then you'll have teams that are below 500 make it. And God, no. That is I, that's uh, my least favorite part of sports. devalue the whole, especially with baseball where it's, it's such a long regular season. Like it yeah. has to mean something. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. And our, our most important sports news of the week. 
Twitter is now X. Um, <laughs> apparently, according to Bart and Jared, it was auto banned in the Philippines due to anti-porn laws. So that's that's fun. Uh, but if you're if you're not in the Philippines right now, if you're listening from elsewhere, you can use X as much as you want. That's is it you know. X.com now? Like I'm not gonna type no, it, that in, obviously, <laughs> but like I'm sorry. It's still Twitter. It's still Twitter. I misled you. It was Indonesia. It was not the Philippines. Oh, gotcha. Okay. We okay. want to make sh- make our listeners certain that we are not just mixing those two countries up. X yes. X.com <laughs> redirects to Twitter. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I wonder how much that domain cost. No, but apparently he bought it in like 2000 or something, Elon, and he tried to make PayPal change their name to X, and then he got fired for that. (laughs) Apparently he's been really trying to make X a thing. Like, he's had like six different ventures named X over, and it's like, what's the, from Mean Girls, the stop trying to make fetch Fetch a thing? thing. Yeah, it happened. That's, (laughs) That's Elon Musk with X. Just sounds like we're talking about a drug, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but but yeah, you know exciting news for all you Elon fans out there. <laughs> is that like the two people who are leading social media? It's Elon Musk and like Mark Zuckerberg, and they're they're the two they're the two least cool people in the world to like influence the country. And it's either you use Threads or you use X, and they both they don't both suck. Like Twitter doesn't necessarily suck, but it's just like. It's not, it's not on the up trend, you know? Yeah, definitely not. I feel like, yeah. Threads is boring, to be honest. I've been on it, and I think I'm it. I think it's just me tweeting. <laughs> Threading. Into not the tweeting. void. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no, really, I, like, Mark Zuckerberg looks like the good guy now. You know, like, he's... Yeah, <laughs> His he public does. image has been helped by all of this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when things are bleak. Yeah. Um. 20 anyway. minute news we missed 20 minute news yeah we exactly missed. we are now 18 minutes into the episode it, did we not we didn't do the mbappe stuff either right we did no, we, we did, did. No, we did okay. come on <laughs> <laughs> soccer <laughs> just went anyway, <laughs> moving into our our real stuff we're going to start out with very pressing news we i don't know i feel like we're looking for an excuse to talk about college football um, so we're going to talk about the four players who belong on the college football Mount Rushmore. Lucas, who who has a spot there? So I think this is exceedingly biased for me, and I'll admit that, because three of the four players are ones that just stick out from my childhood as being like the all-time iconic college football players. You know, you're young, you're an impressionable age. Just when I started to fall in love with college football, like ages 7, 8, 9, 10. So the players from that era really stick out in my mind. But... I think objectively they have a good case and then there's one from outside that era too so it might not be as much of a overall college football mount rushmore as it is my college football mount rushmore i'll say though the one i did choose i feel like somewhat objectively so i'll start with vince young um i think in terms of all-time icons of college football he's up there heisman trophy winner i think that 2005 season is iconic and he has maybe the greatest moment in college football Mm -hmm. history in that Rose Bowl championship win over USC in 2005, running it in for a touchdown. I think that is an all-time, probably the all-time great ending in college football. Um, Next up, I have somebody who's on the other side of that game, and that is Reggie Bush. I really hated Reggie Bush as a kid, as a Notre Dame fan, but looking back, 
there was nobody more electric in college football history than USC. He had his Heisman season, which was great. Um, yes, it was taken away, but for stuff that you can do now. So I think we should absolve him to some extent. Like, yeah, to some extent of that. Um, he led some of the best teams in college football history. Um, him and Matt Leiner being the driving forces behind USC in the early 2000s, in my mind, are like the defining college football teams of my childhood. Um, like the 03, 04, 05, 06 type era with USC just sticks out as like what I think of when I think of college football dominance. Like even since Alabama, um, you know, has been dominant way more of my life than USC was. They were just like the college football teams that stuck in my mind when I was first falling in love with the sport. And Reggie Bush was far and away the best player on the team. Plus he too has an iconic moment, uh, in the Bush push, which as a Notre Dame fan makes me Mm. sad, but is an all-time great college football moment as well. Um, the last one I have, which is also sort of the air growing up, is Tim Tebow. Um, I feel like nobody attracted more media attention in my entire college football experience than Tim Tebow. Um, but aside from all of that, he was a great player. 20 rushing touchdowns, 20 throwing touchdowns in a season, won two natties, won a Heisman. Plus, that Florida, those Florida teams were just, like, in retrospect, super interesting, like... I I think they're actually making a documentary on mm-hmm. those Florida teams from the late 2000s, which would be really interesting to see. Um, and Tim Tebow, I feel like, just sort of captured the popular imagination, whether you loved him or you hated him, in a way that no other cultural player I've ever seen do. Um, last up is the, the less fun objective one, but I think it's got to be Barry Sanders, specifically because of the 1988 season, mm-hmm. basically the greatest season in college football history. Mm-hmm. In 11 games, he rushed for 2,600 yards and 37... T- touchdowns that's crazy plus he had 106 receiving yards that averages out to 7.5 yards to carry um just insane numbers that nobody will ever put up in the history of college football again one of heisman maybe got looked over a little bit because he didn't play for like the biggest of the blue bloods and he played for oklahoma state but nobody i think was ever better at the college football Mm -hmm. level than barry sanders was in 1988 so that's why i'm putting him on there too Hmm. so that's my my four tebow uh, Vince Young, Reggie Bush, Barry Sanders. When you first said your list was going to be biased, I thought you were like Ian Book or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay, no, biased in that like yeah yeah go no, go, no, go, no, go, go, go go Brady Quinn. I, yeah, yeah, I mean bias. Uh, no, I uh, Brady Quinn would be on like my very personal college football yeah, one, but yeah, there has to be some measure of objectivity yeah. here. <laughs> I think all this is skewed by the fact that I just watched so much college football from like 2004 to, to 2000. 12. Like, that's just, like, the defining era of college football for me. I mean, I still watch Mm. a lot of college football, but, you know, when you're young and, you know, impressionable at the age of, you know, 7 to 15 or whatever. But, okay, this other thing. Vince Young didn't win the Heisman, technically, though. Still on a Even technicality, he never got it. Apparently, he turned it down or something. Right? Okay. Yeah, I guess. I'll still give it to him. Yeah. Even though I realize I kind of... it to him. He wasn't read... the best player that year. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it yeah, to him. Was, yeah, runner-up is... I would, I would easily kick Vince Young off that Mount Rushmore, personally. But the rest, mm. I don't have a problem. I, I agree, yeah. I agree. I feel you like don't have a problem with Barry... When I texted though. that, you were like, what did Barry Sanders okay, ever true. do in college <laughs> football, really ever? Good in co- he played. He was really oh, good yeah, in college. I, but I feel like he's an NFL, very successful NFL player, too. So you, I like it doesn't work for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I don't think any player on this list should have been good in the NFL. Yeah, it makes it. Less Isn't that special. funny though? That like the most dominant college player is like pretty not 
but you know there are plenty of good examples of college turned into great nfl player mm-hmm. um but of like the top ones like a reggie bush or a vince young or a tebow like at least mm-hmm. recently did not work out yeah i mean like reggie bush was a fine nfl yeah. player but he was drafted the second right less, so. he was like uh yeah you know, mm-hmm. i feel like he didn't quite though that's injuries too so that's that's maybe unfair to reggie mm-hmm. but yeah. Vince Young had some all right years. Yeah. You know. He was on Madden, right? On the cover. So He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought it was wild that like Reggie Bush's two thousand five season, he averaged eight point seven yards a carry. That's absurd. Like <laughs> Barry Sanders' season, which was also absurd, he averaged like seven point five or seven point mm-hmm. six or something. Mm-hmm. So it's just like absolutely crazy that that season from Reggie Bush. Yeah. Also, speaking of Tim Tebow, too, who also was on my Mount Rushmore, um, and the the Florida Gators documentary is premiering August twenty third. I just looked it up on Netflix. Oh, same I season as uh, the Johnny Johnny Manziel Netflix show, too. I was just like, when is that coming out? Because I feel like they teased that like a year ago, August eighth, same season. Oh, so that August next month will, will be some good stuff, uh, sports mm-hmm. documentaries. Anyway, I'm just gonna butt in with my Mount Rushmore real quick. I did have Tim Tebow as well um barry sanders yeah is like deathly worthy so is reggie bush but i went with archie griffin only player in two heismans he also won four big 10 conference titles that's pretty impressive too Mm -hmm. that's really impressive just an overall winner you know leader everything that i feel like like college football is like kind of about too you know like those values like win as a team (laughs) and stuff like that so tim tebow and archie griffin this one's the next two are probably more controversial because they're not the most successful players, but I think they're very iconic. Mm-hmm. Bo Jackson is my third mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Heisman Trophy winner, 1985. Two-time mm-hmm. consensus All-American, three-time first-team All-SEC. And he's known on like a first-name basis, which I feel like mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. gives you some props. And again, he, he like flamed out in the NFL, unfortunately. Um, didn't have that successful of an NFL career due to injuries, but... I feel like he's pretty successful. Herschel Walker is technically more, uh, or Herschel Walker is technically more successful, but I think Bo Jackson is more iconic, so I would put him on. Mm-hmm. My yeah. last one, probably the most controversial, is Brian Bosworth, <laughs> the first and only player to mm-hmm. win the Best Linebacker Award twice. He didn't win a Heisman because he def- he's a defensive player, like Charles Woodson did it. I get it, but he's a defensive player. It was the '80s. Yeah. They weren't they mm-hmm. weren't there yet, you know. Uh, and he led Oklahoma to the 1985 national championship. So I feel like if you're either a national champion or a Heisman, you get to, you get to you get to be on the Mount Rushmore. I think so. Mm-hmm. Brian Bosworth. I, so I got Tim Tebow, Archie Griffin, Bo Jackson, and Brian Bosworth. Okay. I feel like Archie Griffin is overrated. Though I wasn't there, so I don't know. Like you know, maybe yeah, he's, you were there. He's, he's a team player. Aiden, his extensive knowledge of 1970s. Exactly. I was. I was. You know, back then I was paying attention. I was like, Archie Griffin feels a little overrated. Um, I, I different you know, eras. Um, exactly. You go back to the Lunch Call Guys episode three, which was, um, I think, recorded around then. I said that. And around 1975. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yet he, he won the Heisman in 1975 with four touchdowns. Yeah. Unless I'm reading these stats pages wrong. I just, like, how does that happen? Four Big it's, Ten titles, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, guess, Wait, I, guess, I guess a team player. It was a different era. It was a different player. Yeah, that's it. that seems way lower than I expected. Though. Holy what crap. was the voting like? Who came in second place? <laughs> <laughs> like, did they have one touchdown? <laughs> were, like, seven total touchdowns scored all year in college football? <laughs> Those were the only four touchdowns scored that year. I'm sure games back then ended, like, two to three, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. We had 14 receiving no, touchdowns, though, that year. Or, no, no, just kidding. That's no, 14 kid. receptions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping ahead. Yeah. Okay, wait. The guy in second place, Chuck Muncie from California, UC Berkeley, who I've literally never heard of, had had more yards on fewer attempts <laughs> and 13 touchdowns. But he didn't win a Big Ten title. Yeah, I mean, Archie Griffin had a winner, four. though. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Also, talk about different eras. The top six were all running backs, and then seven of the top eight were running backs. That's interesting. Dude, that's wild. What about 1974? What, why did he not deserve to win that year, too? <laughs> exactly. I think he had a better year, right? Okay, his stats were actually pretty good. He ran for like 1,700 yards. Yeah, they, they were good that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, Whatever. He yeah, deserves it. Yeah. But. Although fourth place was Tom Clemens, the quarterback from Notre Dame. Who had a touchdown to interception ratio of eight to eleven, and finished fourth in Heisman Trophy voting. Different areas. Don't ask him that much back. <laughs> oh god! They're like he threw the ball and they caught it. And <laughs> yeah, we he, threw, he threw. It was a trick play threw, back then. So yes. <laughs> he threw for fifteen hundred yards over twelve games, or I guess including, or I guess eleven. They used to play, but still, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyone else I, have a, a Mount Rushmore yet, yeah, Bart? I don't have a definitive Mount Rushmore. Okay. I can't say. I, I have a lot of thoughts. I agree with Wyatt. Wyatt posted his at some point. I agree Charles Woodson should be on there. As yep. the only defensive yep. Heisman winner, Charles Woodson is an all-timer. I, I'm not, I don't know who I'm kicking off, but I, I'm putting Charles in there. I also I th- I thought about Vince Young, Lucas, but I feel like mm-hmm. Johnny football deserves it more than he does. If you're going to go with electrifying quarterbacks who definitely didn't pan out in the NFL – I, I would put Johnny. Um, and then another in that vein, RG3. And that's like a really recency bias for myself. Like RG3 to me kind of exemplifies like college football from when I remember watching. Yeah. And he also was kind of trash in the NFL. But again, like we were just talking, I, I didn't watch football. I haven't watched much highlights of older players, so I really have no idea about like pre-90s. Vinny. Vinny, I feel like you could make an argument for, but I don't know. Anyway, I, I don't have a definitive list. Why, Jim, wait, who's, who's Vinny? Yeah. Jim Vinny Testaverde. yeah. He was a quarterback for Miami back in like the 80s. When they were, oh, I have no idea who that was. Like at their, their zenith. Is he the one in the, the Catholic versus Convicts documentary? Or is that somebody yeah, else? I, I, I don't know for a fact, but he was the quarterback around that time. Like oh, okay. in the late 80s. Aiden, my list when I had posted the question was... Reggie Bush, Tim Tebow, Barry Sanders, and Charles Woodson yeah, were the four that I put mm-hmm. together. I'd also <clears throat> love to shoehorn guys like Deion Sanders and uh, Bo Jackson in there just for the electrifying standpoint of their game. Uh, Deion Sanders actually was one of the best special teams players in the country. He mm-hmm. had uh, 1,429 punt return yards just from punt mm-hmm. returns. He returned – Three of them. He also had 14 interceptions, returned four of them for a touchdown. He was, it, like like I said, without a doubt, one of the bit most electrifying players in college football. We knew he was a huge personality as well. Um, mm-hmm. It just, I guess it's just a shame that he ended up becoming the greatest cornerback of all time. Uh, otherwise, he, he <laughs> yeah, truly deserves a spot. Him. Yeah, That disqualifies him. He Wait, were those numbers it. for one season wide or his career? I think that's career. I'm, I'm okay. reading off at ESPN. Okay. 
There's no way you could do what was it, fourteen hundred punt return yards? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but since we're scoring touchdown every time, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure because a lot of this conversation uh, is centered around good specific seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did yeah, have, I, I, yeah, he yeah, did have fifteen point two yard average in nineteen eighty eight. Dang, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Aiden, what about you? Did you did you lift yours yet? No, I had um, my first shares were Woodson, Bush, Tebow. The third, I or the sorry, the fourth, I was struggling with. I had Barry Sanders. Um, I also thought about OJ. Um, he was I don't know. He won the Heisman in '68. Probably should have won it in '67, but in '68 he won by like the largest margin in history. He had 23 touchdowns, almost 2,000 yards. Um, so so yeah, go OJ, hooray. Um, you just forget about what happened after. Um, yeah. Also, Ricky Williams had a wild, mm, had a very yeah. impressive like mm-hmm. college resume. He had seventy-five yeah. touchdowns, over seven thousand yards from scrimmage. Um, yeah. So I feel like he's he's worth a mention too. But yeah, for sure. I also think uh, Cam Newton honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. I thought about, 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 about Cam too. Yeah, Cam is iconic to me too for all the yeah. same reasons that the other guys are. I feel like he was, like, maybe the first Heisman that I remember. Like, the first time watching, be like, okay, I knew who that is. Who the Heisman was. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, like, the most iconic college player of the last, like, I don't know, since Cam Newton? I'm trying to think. Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow, maybe? Yeah, Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah, Joe Burrow probably. Well, yeah, I guess it was just one season, but he warrants a mention just for that one season, I feel like. I think Joe Burrow's more iconic than Trevor Lawrence is. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, for sure. Trevor Lawrence never won the Heisman, even did he? I don't think he did. No, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is maybe giving Cam Newton a run for his money right now. He's pretty electric. He won a title for sure. Not that that has to be the requirement for him being remembered, but I feel like that would yeah. go a long way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, too bad Caleb Williams winners. isn't winning the title this year because Notre Dame's in his way. Oh, Sam Hartman hot. after this year. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was looking up Heisman stuff after we Googled it. And in 1978, the person who won the Heisman didn't have the most first place votes, which I wonder if that has ever happened ever again. That's crazy. That's wild. I thought I read about, I don't know what player it was. Someone, I think it was Tebow. I think Tebow came in third one year in the Heisman voting, even though he came in first for first place votes. Which I, oh, I don't know interesting. how that happens. Yeah. Some people just, yeah, again, just a divisive player. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but... mm. Okay, moving on to our, our next not football topic. Uh, we're going to talk about some Formula One, two episodes in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, we got, thank you for this description provided by Jared. These are not my words because I, I you know, am educating myself on Formula <laughs> One, but not there yet. Uh, but anyway, in Formula One, there's like the big three that were traditionally were the the ones who were good: Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari. All the other teams are considered the midfield. They're trying to like kind of break into the top three. Um, and at the moment, we have, as mentioned, Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari were always the big three. Aston Martin and McLaren are trying to to kind of reach that level. They're the top of the midfield, if that's accurate. Um, and both of them have made big improvements or you know, recently this season, but we've seen Ferrari, one of the, the big three regress from a team that's winning races, uh, to, to be in, you know, fourth or fifth, um, and kind of fallen behind. We also have Alpine. Is that pronounced correctly? Um, mm-hmm. used to be Renault. 
of the a French yeah. team, and they're they're another team that has always kind of talked a big game. It seems they have you know aspirations to break into this top three, um, but they've been saying that for a while now, and just don't have anything to show for it, uh, especially this year. So, Jared, we're gonna start with you. Have Ferrari or Alpine been more embarrassed this year? For me, it's Alpine for a couple reasons. Um, first, like you said in the wonderfully worded intro, Aiden, um, <laughs> they've been stressed. Alpine has been stressing their 100 race plan, and like we're five years away. They've been saying this for as long as I've been watching Formula One, and they've never gotten anywhere close to whatever their they think their goal is. And it just resets every year. Like, when does the 100 races start? I don't know. It probably starts like next race this weekend, probably according to Alpine now. But at the end of the last season, they were the fourth quickest team, still firmly mm. part of the midfield. But, okay, it looked like they were making some progress. And their stated goal going into this season was to be closer to the top three in points than the midfield. Mm. But not only did they not accomplish that goal, but two other midfield teams that you just mentioned showed that it was possible. Like, I, I would say Aston Martin and McLaren have broken away from the midfield and they're just in that group now mm -hmm. with Mercedes and Ferrari. Red Bull is on its own level right now, but yep. I, other than that, they have broken that glass ceiling, let's say. Um, Aston Martin and McLaren have. Like Aston Martin, they said, screw a 100 race plan. We're just going to do it this season, at the start of the season. Did a really, really good mm -hmm. like off season and immediately were the second quickest team. They've regressed a little bit, but the kind of battle for second fastest has been really compelling this year. So we could see a couple other swings. Then there's McLaren who were very similar to Alpine and that they always said they were a few years away, a few years, a few years away, but now they've finally done it and they have like gotten back in the game and they, the past what two races, they've been like just on merit, the second fastest team behind Red Bull. So basically if Max Verstappen, if Max Verstappen wasn't racing, they would have won two races. Um, but Max Verstappen just that good right now. So the, the reason I think it's Alpine is because Aston Martin and McLaren have shown that there's no excuses to being competitive now. They've shown that it's possible. And that's why I don't think it's Ferrari that have been embarrassed as much because their kind of sister team is Mercedes and they're in the exact same spot, like just not really quick enough to catch Red Bull. AKA Mercedes have not shown that it's possible to beat Red Bull right now in the same way. So Ferrari, I think gets a little bit of a pass where Alpine's counterparts have like accomplished Alpine's stated goal. Their other competitors have accomplished that goal now. So I think that's super embarrassing for them. And what makes it even worse for Alpine too, is one thing that's interesting about formula one is that not every team makes their own engines actually, which I, which I thought was really interesting when I first became a fan. So there's Mercedes makes engines for them and three other teams. Ferrari makes engines for them and two other teams. Red Bull, Honda have their two teams. And then there's Alpine, who uses a Renault engine, as you said earlier, Aiden. And they don't supply any other teams with an engine. They only need to focus on themselves. And they can bake their entire car around their own engine concept, where Aston Martin and McLaren, who get their engines from Mercedes they have to fit their car to make a Mercedes engine work, essentially. So they don't get to do, like, the end-to-end -end development um, by themselves. Mm. Where Alpine does, and they still are slower than these teams that are literally customers of another team. And they're still slower. I think that's crazy embarrassing. And Alpine have somewhat admitted that they have missed expectations, I think, because they recently just got rid of their CEO, Laurent Rossi, who, mm. if you watched uh, Drive to Survive, the most recent season... 
He was also responsible for them losing two of their best drivers in Fernando Alonso left last year. And then the whole Oscar Piastri situation, which I won't get into the specifics, but basically he lost two really good drivers for them by not doing the contract correctly and not like doing the negotiation correctly. So Alpine's just really been a mess for like mm-hmm. the last kind of since I've been watching Formula One, but really specifically in the last like 12 months, they've really been a mess. And that's saying something because Ferrari's also been a mess, but I think Alpine's been worse. <laughs> yeah, I think Ferrari's more embarrassing though, just because there is some level of expectation put upon Ferrari, like to the extent that like Alpine is a midfield team, and while they do have the stated goals that they haven't reached, whatever, it's at the end of the day, if they just stay a midfield team, I don't think anybody like necessarily expects them to make or take that next leap. Whereas Ferrari is constantly in the step or the state of always, they should be competing. Like, I think you even saw it, like, beginning of 2022, Leclerc got off to that hot start. People were like, there's going to be a real title fight between him and Max, and then they just fell off. And it's been, like, worse this year. And I know you compare them to Mercedes and being at the same place as Mercedes, but they've just been objectively worse by, like, a substantial margin, I think, than Mercedes this year. Um, Lewis Hamilton, um, the highest Mercedes driver, has 133 points. Carlos Sainz, the highest Ferrari driver, only has 87. George Russell, the second of, Mer- of Mercedes drivers, has 90 points. That's 10 more than Charles Leclerc, the uh, second-best Ferrari driver. Mercedes has five combined podiums, uh, whereas... And both their drivers have been on the podium. Ferrari has only had two people on the podium, two podiums, both of which were Leclerc. And I think that with Ferrari, the, the car just, like, is bad. Like, it's not bad, but it's, like, for their expectations, like, they just can never seem to get it done. Like, I think it's embarrassing because they're stuck in a perpetual state of, like, they should be good, but they're not. Like, it's the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys of <laughs> yeah. of F1. It's, like, it's always, like, it's their year. They're going to be back. And then they find, like, perpetually more embarrassing ways to, like, fumble away any yeah. potential. And they've got two great drivers who knows how long they'll stick around? They're kind of wasting the potential, especially of Leclerc, I think. I don't know mm-hmm. how good Sainz actually is, but I think they're wasting Leclerc's potential at the very least. So. Yeah. And you kind of alluded to this, Lucas, but I feel like with Ferrari, you've seen some highs, more so last year than, than this year. But, like, Leclerc still wins polls every once in a while. Like, he won one this mm-hmm. year. He won a bunch mm-hmm. last year, obviously. Like, the car at times, or at times, they're good. There's just, like, a level of just inconsistency that's just so maddening. I feel like especially with the, I don't know, with the expectations that come with the Ferrari brand name. Like, they're the, according to Forbes, they're the most valuable F1 team, which kind of checks out given the the name and everything. It's pretty wild that they're still struggling. I mean, they haven't won a title in a long time now, right? Like a Constructors or a, a Drivers Championship. So, mm-hmm. But that's why I think it's not embarrassing, though, because Mercedes can't do it either. And and they've had higher highs, but, arguably, too, than Mercedes with multiple... Well, they've both had one pole, I think, now. But still. Leclerc had two because of the sprint weekend. So, mm. um, I don't know. I think that makes it less embarrassing because it's like, well, we're just going against Red Bull. Like, you just ran into a buzzsaw. Like, I don't know what, what the comparison... Like, Clemson 2018, you just ran into them. There's nothing you could do about that. But they're still failing. Right. Like, they're below Aston Martin, right? Like, in the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the they team are. stuff. So, it's just, like, it feels like they're still... Fa- even if you don't consider Red Bull, they're kind of falling out a little bit. Yeah. But, I, don't know. 
I guess I'm used to it now. I've given up on Ferrari. I don't know. I've given up on Ferrari, maybe. Where again, other team, other like team, Aston Martin and McLaren have shown that it's possible to make the jump that Alpine have stated they want to make. Yep. They've like we've seen that it's possible, and they just haven't done it. Where we haven't seen that it's possible to beat Red Bull. That's what I go back to. But I think it's fair though too with Ferrari's expectations. The funny thing I saw about Ferrari is how before the season started, let me just read the quote directly because it's funny. They said that their their car this year is going to be a single seater that will be unprecedented in terms of speed. So they were <laughs> they were getting super hyped. They were talking all this big game about their car, and it has been apparently they've got the strongest engine right this year. Uh, but there are some other like weird faults with the cars. I just think it's funny when you were like you were second last year. You're talking a huge game about how great your car is going to be and all the improvements, <laughs> and then it came out and it turns out that it's kind of trash. That to me is embarrassing. Unprecedentedly bad, am I right? God, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. And, like Ferrari has a new boss, right? Since like last year or since late last year, so he hasn't mm -hmm. had like a full off season yet. So. Do you think that that can change anything this year? He has some time to no. Okay, Lucas is saying no. <laughs> no. Yeah, so like, they, I tell you, it's the Dallas Cowboys. It doesn't yeah. matter what happens; they're perpetually stuck in a state of embarrassment. Yeah, it, it probably the the problem might be like way higher up. I don't know. It's been a long time yeah. now. Yeah, two thousand eight, I think, was their last title. It's been a long time. And that was constructors. That wasn't even the driver. And nobody really cares about the constructors' titles, to yeah. be honest. They won the drivers in 2007, though. So that's yeah, that's something. Kimmy, I, I don't know what driver. <laughs> so Kimmy Raikkonen. If they were just consistently <laughs> second, would we say that that's still falling short? Given that Verstappen is just a tank. No, um, I feel like that would be okay. Really? Okay. Interesting. It would be. It would certainly be better than where they're at now, right? Like they're not consistently second. You know. I feel yeah. like you can, as you were saying, Jared, you can write it off to, like, Red Bull is just an absolute, it's, like, Perez is hard to beat, even though he's, I don't know, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, so I feel like you can write that off if they were consistently second, but they're just, like, I feel like you're always hearing about the, like, ridiculous things that go, or something's always going wrong in a, a race for Ferrari. Yeah, it's a, clown, it's a clown show some weekends. Yeah. <laughs> wow, but Alpine, I thought you were going to mention this, Jared, how Al Alpine is, they're, they're, one of their drivers leads in retirements this year, and the other one is tied for second. And they had two, yeah. I thought this was so funny, they had two straight weeks where they had double retirements, which is kind of yeah. like unheard of, right? So if yeah, you want to talk about crazy. the basics, yeah, yeah, that's, that's Alpine funny. needs to learn how to finish races. <laughs> that's embarrassing. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. But like, this weekend wasn't really their fault. Like, somebody just literally just took them out both of them out <laughs> but yeah uh, okay i don't watch that. they, they took each other out in one another race too so i think they have, might have like three double dns i don't even know yeah Oof. yeah yeah do you think there's hope for alpine jared or are you is it just kind of like there is hope there still is hope because they make their own engine i think i think that's that really cool. gives you that should give you a leg up and that's why like red bull are doing so well is because they have a exclusive relationship with honda uh, yep. Which is not technically Honda this year because of naming stuff, but and then eventually Red Bull will be making their own engine. So like mm -hmm. everybody's that's where everybody's converging to. If you want to be a top team, you need to have. I think you kind of need to have like your own engine. You you can't be a customer. I think McLaren eventually like will will run into that, for example. And Aston Martin think that they're going to run into that because they signed a deal with Honda for their the next regulation. So God. yeah, what's to stop people from just everyone getting Honda if? 
Red Bull is the best right now, and they have a Honda engine. Not that the engine is the it's, only thing, but I think it's just capacity. Probably yeah. there might be a, some deal. So there might be some like I don't know the specifics. There might be some contract or in their mm-hmm. in their like CBA or whatever that like you there's a limit to how many teams you can supply or something too. I don't know. Yep. Okay, we are 47 minutes in, and we're gonna <laughs> now do our final segment, which is. Uh, family feud we've been doing it in a couple episodes so far um, it works like family feud works uh, we got our teams today are the ludecker bros jared and wyatt no ethan we'll see maybe maybe next time um, <laughs> we got we got bart and lucas on the other side um and and yeah we'll do uh we're gonna do five rounds we're gonna do top seven so you have to mm-hmm. guess the the top seven of of some category um and, and yeah we'll we'll go from there so everyone everyone on the buzzin.live or everyone yes. ready to go mm. yeah okay. mm-hmm. thanks Bart. yeah <laughs> we'll we'll check yeah <laughs> you check mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah exactly okay for our first question we're gonna really move around the sports today there's gonna nice. be no consistent theme mm-hmm. uh we're gonna go highest paid nfl coaches okay bart Sean Payton? Number two. Come on. Okay. So, uh, Jared and Wyatt, I think you have the opportunity to steal. Yeah, Wyatt, you do. Um, I don't know if his contract is actually disclosed. Bill Belichick? Nice. Number yeah. one. I know. Okay. So, you go. You guys have the, the opportunity we d- to We do take top seven every time, right? Yep. Top seven. Yeah. Want to play what? I think we should play. I think we could play. Yeah, we'll we'll play cool. officially. <laughs> officially, we'll play. <laughs> it's like allowed. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Approved. <laughs> okay, go for it. Uh, okay, I'm gonna say Kyle Shanahan. No, do I? Uh, I wish I could uh. buzz the. Nope. Um, I don't know how to do that. Okay. No. So that's that's one strike. Yikes. Uh, Pete Carroll. Nice. He is number three. Hey, Wyatt. Okay. I know. It's on fire. I'm dragging this team down. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jerry. Okay. Uh, Sean McVay. Nice. Okay. Number four. Okay. Well, you've gotten one through four. Today. Yeah, I know. I know. Andy Reid. He is number six. So you've broken your streak of the you know consecutive mm-hmm. ones, but it's still pretty good. Um, dang, this is tough. Mike McCarthy. Nope. Strike two. <laughs> Who would pay oh, yeah, sorry, for, for Mike McCarthy? Come on. Yeah, Wyatt's probably really mad at that <laughs> answer right now, but I thought Jerry Jones might shell it out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's that's fair. fair. Um, but okay. I think he got him on a discount because Mike McCarthy was not a commodity at the point. Mm-hmm. Um, John Harbaugh. Nice. He's seventh. Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to go Mike Tomlin then. 
Good work on fire. Okay, you got you got all of them. So, Man. so you guys get all the points, right? Including yeah, the Sean Payton. Crap. No, I hadn't okay. buzzed. Yeah. Do you have yeah, buzz next? Yeah. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. It's okay. We just. We're, we're I actually would not back. have thought Mike Tomlin if you didn't say John Harbaugh. What? But then I was like, I, oh I, shoot, I was, Tomlin's been around too. So if I had a, if I had guessed to. to if I had a chance to guess, I probably would have said Sean McDermott, too. So I don't know if I would have gotten it. Oh, Sean McDermott? Right. Yeah. I thought Kyle Shanahan, Jared. I think he was eighth, to be fair. Okay. So, yeah, you, yeah. Were, you were real close. I should have guessed uh, McVay first, though. Yeah. Uh, made more yeah. Because yeah. yeah, right, McVay cool. got, a, he got an extension recently. He was like, oh, I'm going to retire. Yeah, so that he uh, didn't go to the yeah. uh, networks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that that drama. Um Okay, we're gonna we're gonna move over to baseball for this one. Buzzers are cleared. Okay. Um, Jared. MLB teams <laughs> by least attendance this year. Oh Wyatt. no! <laughs> Wait, why, this is all you, Jared. Um, um, the Oakland A's. Nice. Yeah. Easy one. The, they're number is that number one? one? Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. <laughs> I think pass. we passed this one though. To be honest, <laughs> what do you think, what? Um. How many do you, you think? How many do you think you could name? Because I think I could name one more. I could name one or two more, maybe. We're gonna go for it. Okay, <laughs> let's go for Worked it. And you time. can't take the easy one, because if you name the one I'm gonna name, then I'm out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say the Pittsburgh Pirates. They are number five. Nice. Okay. Is it the Orioles? No, they were close, even though they're good uh, this year. They're, they're, I they were, I think, it, ninth or something. I just have the image of the um, riots in Baltimore that one year, and they had mm-hmm. he hit a home run into an empty stadium. I remember that. <laughs> Oof. So Pirates were fourth. I also don't think they're very good. They were fifth. Pirates were fifth. Oh, Pirates were yeah. fifth. Yep. I'm going to say the Cincinnati Reds. No. They're not on it. They're actually also pretty good this year, but I think they were they were you know for a while they were like yeah or so yeah. All you what? Are the Marlins still bad? Marlins are still bad, <laughs> or they're they're actually not that bad this year. Well, it's hard because the terrible. Astros have been were horrible my entire child childhood, and now they're and good. now they're good. Yeah, and I exactly. I don't know if Miami. Was in the yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, so they Mar- still have Mar- Mar- the Miami or Miami or Florida? Yeah, yeah. Miami. Yeah. Or yeah, they're Miami. It's the Miami so. Marlins now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's watching Messi though. No one's going to Marlins games. Um, yeah, they they are second. So you get six points for that. Oh my gosh! Dang it, Wyatt. Okay, this one. I feel like I'm right, even though they are really good this year. I think it's the, the Rays. Nice. Yep, they are fourth. Fourth okay. from the bottom. Yep. I have no clue now what. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> who who did we name? Bad, we did the A's. We named the A's, the Marlins, Marlins the Rays, and the Pirates, the I Rays believe. And the Pirates. Um Toronto's team. The Blue Jays. Are they the Blue Jays? Nope. I think Blue Jays were actually very high up, which I was oh. surprised by. Is either so Toronto doesn't care or they the really care. Stat. Yeah, so that is the... Oh, that's only the second strike. Do I have that correct? Or did I not write down no, the strike? No, I think that's three. That's three? I think that's three. Okay, so I, I just guess... didn't write down the second one. Yeah. Was it? We had guessed the, the game Orioles... was already rigged against us. Please don't make it worse. Yeah, oh, yeah. Orioles exactly. is wrong. Orioles, Stop. Reds. Yeah, yeah Orioles, yeah, Reds. Orioles, yeah, Reds. Yeah, Reds. Yeah. Okay. No, you're totally right. Okay. Um, Lucas, have fun. Lucas. 
Kansas City Kansas City Royals. Nice. <laughs> what are they? What number? Does that mean so they easy? are third? Does that mean you they're still? They're awful. It? They're they're almost as bad as the A's this year. They're not trying. Yeah, exactly. They're not trying for. Yeah, yeah. It's embarrassing. <laughs> um, um, can I guess another one? Just as, is Chicago bad? The White Sox maybe. Yeah. Sorry, the White Sox. Though the White Sox are yeah. on it, but it's okay. it's over, right? We're we're it's over. Yeah, I mean, it's over. <laughs> we get, we get yeah, the White Sox are seventh. Uh, the sixteenth, uh, sixth team is Tigers. the Tigers. Um, oh yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so we got seven, thirteen, eighteen, twenty-two, twenty-five points. Four. Okay. How many were how many were gotten so we, for that f- sweep of a first round? They got twenty-eight. So this is we got a we got a game. Got a game. We got a game. Because I think the the ones that were missing this time were only the two bottom ones. So you only yeah. lost. You only got three points from that. I see. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Some intrigue. Commercial break time. Um, <laughs> okay. Welcome back um, to the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up we got uh, in 2023 leaders in the NBA in, did I clear it? In blocks. Wyatt. Nick Claxton. Second. That's good. <laughs> Look at the Um, Walker Kessler. Fourth. So, they, yeah, good they guys try, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, player pass. We're passing. Jared, I'm passing. Yeah, we I saw the look that. on Jared's face. There's no way. I'm not going to a single player on that list. <laughs> <laughs> We should have won. We should have won. Bart, so we can Bart, steal the points. We're gonna pass as well. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Just uh, well, infinite loop. Yeah. It's, I guess. Um, never, mind. Never, mind, never mind. Rudy Gobert. Nope. He was top fifteen, but nothing better than that. So. What? All around terrible. What do they trade for... so many first round picks for? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Should have just drafted Walker Kessler, obviously. Anyway. Um Is Joel Embiid? Nope. I think he was like ninth, so This is, going this is tricky. really well. I admit, this is tricky. <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, does Jared have to guess? What's his address? We can, we can deliberate when it gets back to us. Brooke Lopez? Number one. Uh, oh. 193 blocks. Nice. Nice. these noises are I'm going yeah, to like, start a timer great, great, great <laughs> entertainment 10 seconds um, 10 seconds sorry no oh my god um, <laughs> Anthony Davis nice I was what? shocked that Anthony Davis was on the list he's 7th um, is that blo- is this blocks per game or total blocks total blocks oh dang How oh sorry I, sh- I should have specified that but it's, no. it's uh, you, might have. you might yeah. have you might have yeah when you said lopez at 193 i guess yeah was that what it was but yeah anthony plot. davis despite everything was seven 
Goodness. Wait, so can you, uh, which ones are you still missing? <laughs> Do I want to give you names? Yeah. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> I'm if you're offering. <laughs> um, okay, you got Brooke Lopez at one. Nick Claxton was already gotten at two. Walker Kessler was gotten at four. Anthony Davis at seven. So you're missing three, five, six. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, I'm literally just trying to think of good defensive big men, and I can't think of any more. Um, yeah, right. Okay, hold on. What's the name of the guy? You know, the guy, the dude who looks like the one dude. Um, <laughs> cool. uh, wait, what's his time? Uh, starting? J- Jared Allen? No. Uh, that is your, your third strike. He's on the Cavs, right? Am I thinking of the right yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's not, I feel like that's not a bad I guess. Think but, guess. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't yeah. great. Um, anyway. Okay, Wyatt, let us know what the other three are then. Yeah, what are you saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah, steal, steal. Jaron Jackson Jr., the defensive player of the year. Yep. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he was third. Um, okay. Nice. So that's, are all of those stolen then? Yep. Because. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that is. I was right in front of you, Bart. That's why I thought you were trying to think. I thought you were like, who won the I actually completely forgot he exists. I completely forgot James Jackson. <laughs> Remember the whole like drama, right? Around wait, was it blocks? The blocks. It yeah, was around blocks. You're right. Yeah, that was those, so is that the official count? I don't. I, I do remember so. that too. That's that's kind of what made me think of him. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought you were. I, I didn't him know that was that him. Reason, Aiden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would have guessed him sooner. Okay. Three. Okay. I'm proud of so, Nick Claxton. I'm not gonna lie. Like that yeah, was that. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a name that I was surprised by. Who does he play for? The Brooklyn Nets. Nets, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Jared and Wyatt are at 51. We got Lucas and Bart at 25. Um, this one might be kind of geared towards Lucas, so we'll see. Um, oh, anyway. man. What? Well, that's a okay. lot of pressure. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay, for this clear. one... Clear. Clear. You gotta unbuzz, unbuzz, unbuzz. Oh, shoot, yeah, thank you. Um, for this one, there are technically eight options. Um, so for the seventh one, it's a tie. I'll just give it, like, whoever. If either one is gotten, gotcha. it'll be rewarded. Um. In and I guess both cases, if someone guesses it twice, but anyway, okay. Um, countries with the most men's World Cup wins. Jared, Argentina. They are fourth. Wait. Steel? So by wins, do you mean championships or just wins? Oh, sorry. Mm, yeah championships that's yeah that was, that was oh yeah that changed my answer um, <laughs> yeah. that changes everything. championships championships yeah uh oh i get a chance yep yep brazil yep they have brazil. five championships they are number one lucas and bart player pass we'll play i think we're okay. playing okay i think we should try we could get this if if they get it wrong, wrong i think what yeah, in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Bart, you're up. Um, sorry, I just had an obvious. Oh, um, Germany. They are number two. They have four titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Italy. It's going down the list. They are third. Mm. They have also four titles. Oh, they're tied for a second. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Don't let disrespect Italy. Yeah, exactly. That's so. my anti-Italian bias showing. Sorry. <laughs> I just love the Germans. What can I say? 
<laughs> Literally, if you just... Um, okay, so f- France. Keep going. They're tied for fifth. And they're tied for fifth with Uruguay. <laughs> what this guy thinks he's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keep it going. Okay, so... You've gotten the top six. Brazil, Wait, Germany, I... Italy, Argentina, France, Uruguay. The, the other two, I think, have just won once. Oh, yep. okay. That's what... So, right. Spain. Okay. I'm going to call that uh, complete, but Lucas, you can and, and, finish and, it. And England. And England. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, well. that, was, that was good. Sorry, Jared and Wyatt. That was... <laughs> but it does make things more interesting for the final it round. It does. So I actually am... <laughs> Very interesting. No apologies. Okay, 20. Yeah, you got the perfect... 28, right? Mm-hmm. So we're at... It is 53 for Lucas and Bart, 51 for Jared and Wyatt. Big swing, so okay. We, we got we got ourselves a contest. A close um, one. Okay, everybody for round five. Yes. Gonna... I hope there's some Blake Corum type. <laughs> so I, I know, yeah. Maybe there should have been some more Stop. deep cuts here. We don't want Blake Corum magic. <laughs> <laughs> this one Philadelphia is the super, 76ers all time scorers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. okay. We're going to do teams that have hosted college game day the most times. Oh, this is a good one. I like this. Jared. Alabama. They are second. They've hosted it 16 times. Um, oh, it's me, right? Yep. Or I knew that. I was just buying myself time. <laughs> Starting the time <laughs> oh, now. <man. laughs> uh, I think it's probably either Ohio State or USC, and I don't know which one to guess. So you can't uh, say both. I know. Thank you, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> just to remind um, you. I'm going to go Ohio State. They are number one. Nice. Oh! <laughs> Bingo bongo. Now you know what I'm gonna guess. <laughs> you gonna Wait, play? Wait, so are you passing yeah, or playing? Oh shoot. No, let's play. Okay, let's play. okay. I guess we're playing. <laughs> totally forgot that we could pass. I'm just gonna, yeah. Lucas. I'm gonna take your guess, and if it's wrong, I don't have to feel bad. Yeah, that's um, okay. So USC, send it. Not on it. <laughs> Come on. They were like, they were like 11th or something. They were, they were, off they were up for there. Years. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Strike um, one. Michigan. Number five. Nice. Jeez. Um, te- Texas? No. Also surprising. What is going on? I'm sorry, I know, Lucas. I know. I'm screwing. They were, they were like, I think in the you know low double digits, but you know. part of me wants to say Notre Dame, but I don't think. I think it's a little risky. Uh, I think it like the safe answer is an SEC school, but I don't know. In the whole history, oh, Florida State's probably a good one too. Just because college game day has been around. Mm. I need a like timer. A I think we need a timer. Okay. Just, yeah, give me 10 seconds. Seven. Give him three six, seconds. Five. It's going. Florida State. Yep. Number, they're tied for six. Okay, well, after 10 minutes of discussion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, timer, like, <laughs> my use of the timer has been a little bit all over the place. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> 
I Georgia. No. I'm so they're, sorry. They're also, I think, low double digits. So you're close, Bart. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna need more from you. But I can't get more from you. You can't it's get Jeremy more. Jeremy turn. Um, oh, is it three strikes? It's our turn now. Yeah, that yeah, was, was it. Three. That was yeah. it. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I think I think it's either Florida or LSU. Why? I think LSU though. That's more what I would lean towards. But what do you think? I trust your college football gut. Oklahoma, even I don't know. Oklahoma popped in my head, but I don't think so. <clears throat> I think who's LSU? I think. What about Auburn? <laughs> no, no, they only would host that. No, Iron Bowl. I think LSU is the second most relevant program in the SEC outside Start of yeah. Timer. We're gonna lock in LSU. Final answer. Final answer. Fourth. Nice. Yes. Get those points. Okay. Is Notre Dame on there? <laughs> no, they're I think ninth yeah. or tenth. They're like real close. Um, mm-hmm. They hosted the first two college game days. Yeah, in the nineties. So we need the third and seventh one. No, you're done. You win. Yeah, you're you're done. But yeah, third, third and seventh. For fun. Um, is Florida one? Florida is one of them. Yep, they're third. Dang. Okay. That's surprising to me, actually. Oregon. Yeah, there's a little. I feel like they were good for that initial period, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, I bet you, if you think about like the Urban Meyer. No, they're actually two who are tied for the last one, but. Mm. Is it, it's probably like some Midwest school. I don't know. Is it, is it Nebraska? It's not Oklahoma. Nebraska was, it, I think, on it. but Is it Oregon? Or, yeah, yeah Oregon's, Oregon's one of them. Yep. Oregon mm. is one of them? Oregon's They're one seventh? of them. I know. They were that's kind of okay. But it's, they have to give the Pac-12 something. I don't you know? understand what And it wasn't USC. <laughs> Isn't that wild that they're ahead of USC? But I guess Oregon was USC is, really was good awful for, for a long time. That period. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oregon and, had a And game day is like a what? A 90s only, like 90s thing yep. passed. Yep. But so. USC was so good in the early 2000s, and then I figured there would just be like a random game, like in, like a yeah. few random in there too. That kind of ca- so that legacy Oregon, carried them for a bit. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I have no idea team, who the other team guesses. would be. Kind of random. Tennessee. Mm. Tennessee, oh. that is random. Yeah. yeah They're probably hosting one of the actually good teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tennessee versus Bama. But anyway, that that means that let's see, seven, thirteen. We don't need the tally. We yeah, exactly. We we know who won. <laughs> uh, you know, I kind of want to hear yeah, that. Hear it. <laughs> it is seventy-eight to fifty-three. It always sounds like a blowout in these. Even yeah. though that was yeah, you know, it's I promise it was close feud, at some point. Yeah. Family feud. The way it works is one team will get like two hundred ninety points, and then the last family, when they triple the points, will get will sweep that board. And yeah, like, exactly. I hate college football questions. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's what it was. Every time. You guys got a <laughs> soccer freebie. No, because I remember the. Freebie. We we did the we did the college football stadiums right the capacities yep. oh, and yeah. I also played myself on that one too. <laughs> huh. Well, you know what you'll never play yourself doing listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. So make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Make sure you're following us on all our social medias. 
X or Twitter or whatever it's called by the time this releases. We're at lunchpodcast <laughs> underscore. And it's the same handle for Instagram, for uh, TikTok. Threads. Uh, and threads. Yeah, threads. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook someday. So make sure you're listening and we'll see you next week. All right.